Hi there, it's Elise, TrailerCast podcast host, and I am um, back today with some reflections. Welcome to this podcast. If you've been listening um, for a while, then hi. <laughs> I'm glad you're here and still here. Um, for people that are new here, welcome. And um, This podcast is a mix of things. It's a place of reflection, a place for us to join each other in curiosity and wonder and in observing the beautiful resiliency of the human spirit. This podcast consists of sometimes reflections from my work as a therapist, um, sometimes from my experience as a mom or a wife or just a person on earth trying to, to see what's out there. And, and I share that here in the hopes that as I try to unwind my own experience with my words, that you might find meaning or understanding or connection, um, inspiration, something that makes you see your own experience a little differently and hopefully um, with a lot more compassion. With a lot more compassion. You know, we can be so quick to have judgment on our experiences judgment on our lack of trying, judgment on how much we need to try, uh, judgment on how, just all of it. (laughs) I find that in myself as well, how I can see myself trying to do it well or hold it all together. And it can be real critical of how I'm doing. So today, I wanted to take some time to talk to you about the ocean. It'll all make sense in the end, I promise. I have lived um, in the same five-mile stretch of Ocean Coast my entire life. I was born literally at (laughs) right on the coast, and I don't live more than seven miles from from there now. And I have this draw to the ocean. I I need to see it. I need to smell it. I need to get in it. I have to get under it. I like to be immersed in it. There's been so many significant moments, turning points of my life that have to do with the ocean. She's like, she's like a symbol for mom, for me, for consciousness, for, for baptism, for, for a lot of things. And so some things about the ocean, um, the ocean is both an exquisitely mysterious place, right? Like more than 70% of the ocean hasn't ever even yet been explored. There's something in there that I just think is marvelous. That And like all the other things that we know about the world and, and people and technology and all the things we can learn up here, that there's still so much unexplored. Not, and like, not even not understood. Just not even, we don't even know. I love it as a, as as an idea that there's still so much more to experience. So the ocean has been a place that I have sought solace as long as I can remember. The first place I drove when I got my license was to the ocean to go sit there and look at the waves and listen to that roar and crash and that like sweeping back sense when the water's rushing through the pebbles and then again and crash. And again, and there's something hypnotic and and predictable, even in its largest, right? 
Like the waves can be so different from morning to evening. I'm endlessly fascinated by showing up there and watching and seeing what's it going to be like today. What are the conditions going to be like today? This week, I intentionally spent a lot of time in the ocean. I needed to get there. My, as you, if you've listened to last week's podcast, uh, my husband was gone for a long time and a lot of really hard things were illuminated for me, like a hard learning things where I'm like, I just felt so weak of like, oh man, there's all these things I'm incapable of holding and all these things I, I didn't realize I, I don't do and now have to do. And, and man, that was hard. That's hard to see. It was hard to see. It was a lot to to keep, to be the keeper of. And so I needed to balance that with getting in the ocean. That's my place where I can kind of let go. And so there's a couple things about the ocean that are important to understand. That the surface of the ocean, what's happening on top, is not at all what's happening below the surface. And I was in the ocean with my middle kiddo, Judah, and showing him, I want him to feel the difference so he could know it, like in his body. I want him to know what it feels like to be, this might sound funny, but to experience a wave on the surface and to experience a wave under the surface of the ocean itself. And so we'd spent some time this summer surfing, being on top of the waves we spent some time swimming in the ocean and being pummeled, just being destroyed, being hit right, <laughs> right on top. And then getting to show him the sweet spot is if you go deep enough, it's a totally different world there. And so we were swimming out in big surf and it was really rough up on top. And there was a strong current and it was choppy and there's just a lot of activity up on there. And so then I tell him, okay, we've got to take a breath. And there's a time when we want to go under. But when you go under the wave, you actually have to stay under. You don't just go under and pop back up because the wave's not done yet. And if you come up during that time, because of the physics of the wave, it'll actually push you back under. And so you have to know that. You have to stay under long enough until the actual cycle of the wave is complete. And then when you come back to the surface, it'll actually be completely calm. And so I'm, I'm teaching him and telling him and talking about the ocean and, and, its, and its force and its magnitude and its mystery and the surface and the depths, you know, and I want him to get it. And I don't want him to get it because I'm saying it. I, I need him to feel it in his bones so that when he is in the ocean on his own, he knows what to do. And so it was... Um, it was just good. It was good to be there. The water's freezing right now, which I also love because it makes me feel alive. It makes me feel like, oh, it's so cold. I can barely breathe, but I like it. Um, so we were there. And on this day, there was also a really extreme current. And so we've, all of our kids are junior guards this summer. And so we were, we were telling them like, hey, it's real important when you get to the ocean, the first thing you need to do is check the conditions. Notice where the riptides are. Notice which way the current's going. Notice where we are on the beach. Get your landmark because the water's going to move you and you're not going to know where you are in relationship to the land or to where we are. And so we've gone over water safety, you know, these last few years. And so um, just yesterday, the current was really strong. And there are times when you can just swim against it, right? And then kind of keep re- reorienting yourself back to where you want to be. 
And then there's times where the current is so strong that literally it would just take you so long to try to swim back to where you're trying to get to that you might as well just get out of the water, walk up the beach and get back in where you want to be. And so I was kind of watching that current. And again, like I'm always wanting my kids to understand about the ocean because it's such an important place of respite for me. And so my daughter Eden was getting just swept by this current and she was really determined to swim towards me. She didn't want to get out. And there was, I mean, there was no way she was going to do it. She was going to fatigue, right? And that's the other danger of being in the ocean is it's regardless of the kind of swimmer you are, you have to have a ton of endurance to be in conditions like that. And so I was watching her and I said, babe, you might just get out, walk around and come up. And she wouldn't do it. I mean, I don't know. I have no idea where she inherits that type of stubbornness. Um, but I was, I sat back on the beach cause I felt like, you know what, there's some learning in this for me, maybe for us on, on a few things on the difference between the surface on the depths and what we do when we're in a current, um, the current thing, I feel like I often can get kind of swept away and in denial that I'm being swept away by the current of my life, right? The ocean of my life, it's the same. That the force is so big that I tell myself there's nothing I can do. That it's just the conditions. It's just what's happening that day. And then if I'm stubborn enough, and I tend to be, that I'll just keep swimming until I fatigue myself into a place of it's not even safe anymore. And so I was watching that, thinking about that, like, you know, what would be so simple is if I stop struggling, let the current literally just sweep me back to shore, get out and start again. And so it just made me very curious. Like when it's like when life meets art, art meets life. It was like my life meeting ocean metaphor, meeting me, meeting my daughter, meeting my son, meeting myself, meeting my life of like, whoa, like where am I in relationship to, to the current? When do I need to just surrender? <laughs> surrender to the fact that the ocean is bigger than me, that life is bigger than me. And while I am a super stubborn human being who wants to be able to handle it all and do it all. Uh, I'm not that big. <laughs> I'm no match for the ocean. And there's other ways to do it. I don't have to struggle so hard. And I actually needed to see my daughter struggling to realize how almost ridiculous it is, how ridiculous we are that we, that I think that she thought <laughs> we could swim against that current. Um, it's relentless, right? So thinking about that, and then I was also thinking about um, how crazy chaotic the surface is and having to teach Judah to, just to go to the depths. And when it's choppy, you know, when the circumstances, when the things that are up on the top are chaos, what do the depths have to offer? What is within? What's under the surface? What's What's so low that even the cycle of the wave, the cycle of the season, it can't touch. So that's where I'm landing this week is um, we don't always have to fight against the current. Sometimes it's okay just to get out and get back to shore and figure out 
where I need to line up again with where I belong, with where I'm sitting, with my, with my landmark. And so I wonder, um, I wonder about you. I wonder about you who listen to this podcast. What do you think? What's your experience been like when you've been in water that is so much stronger? <laughs> when you get carried away by something, when you're forced to slow down or get out or start again, or when you're pushed under and how that can be exceptionally disorienting. What is it like for you? What do you do? What's your response? Are you a fight, flight, freeze kind of person? Do you resist the current or do you let yourself be carried away? What... Is there an in-between? What's your middle? What do you know? What do you not know? Where are you right now? And then beyond that, I think what I'm hungry for are the practices that allow me to get to the depths. Is there a way I could slow down enough to allow myself to sink a little lower, to sink a little deeper, to meet myself outside of the noise, the chaos, the surface, the needs, the demands, the requirements of my life. To slip under the surface, even of myself. The story that I tell myself, the patterns, the the things I'm committed to, the way of life I think, you know, it has to be or it has to go. Uh, what if it didn't? And what if I don't? What's under there? What's under there? The practices that I've been um, toying with this week, playing with, I, I like, I use it like that because I, I feel like I hold wellness like that as an invitation to play, it doesn't have to be so extremely serious or so, it's not a right way. I don't see it like black or white or right or wrong or amount. It's like, I need to hold it like play, the way that kids hold curiosity and wonder and joy and lightness, like that levity that children apply to their lives, you know? And I, I think of ritual and practice like that, like play, like, ooh, what's this gonna be? And so whether that's been, um, walking <laughs> a story for another time but I spent um, a week at a in a Buddhist monastery um, in Thailand and we learned a variety of meditation one of them was walking meditation and it's this super slow heel toe and then the next foot slow heel toe and you don't lift the other foot until the other foot has made contact and it's this form of we walk all the we walk often right we we move our bodies throughout this world but this isn't that this is conscious contact with the earth this is going slow enough that you notice it you know most of the time we don't notice we're walking we don't notice that we've like our bodies moving and we're walking we don't have to tell it to do so it, it, we just we we just go there automatically and and in walking meditation, you go so slow that you notice every minute detail of the walking, of the intention. And the point and the purpose of that type of contact is to, to slow enough and to be in a place of noticing. Not, not to tune out. That's not meditation. That's not this practice. It's to, to be able almost like 
tune in to to come in to my own self and to my own experience under that wave cycle outside of that crashing and that heaviness that's on the top to get low enough quiet enough slow enough to meet myself there's things to see that's what i'm noticing now my my questions for myself are will i and what kind of pace do i need but will i linger here long enough to get what i need from this learning and what does the what kind of pace do i need to go at in my life right now it's slow really slow i'm i'm in shock if i start moving at a pace that I'm used to at a regular pace of my life, I'm, I start to feel panicky. I'm like, oh, at least you're doing too much already. I didn't realize how slow I needed to go. So how, how and, and, and does this connect to your rhythm or ritual? How do you slow down? Is it through walking, breathing, being willing to just make the time to not be in a rush. I feel like there's so many things that our our life wants us to see, wants to teach us, wants to show us, wants to open up and invite us into. How are we meeting it? How are we answering that call? What big changes do we make? What little changes do we make? Where's the easiest point of entry? I just got off the phone with a friend. That's another form of care for me. And slowing down is just attending to one thing at a time. And so I asked her, I'm like, do you have time today? Can I just call you? And we just got to talk. And it was like, it was lovely. It was just lovely just to get to share and process and unwrap, you know, this thing, me. <laughs> but to get to really slow down enough to listen and to hear and to be met with medicine and we were talking about um, the need to go slow but also like I'm like I need there's times where I had to make big changes I made a giant change in my work life this week radical change for me Uh, uh, I still feel confronted by it right I'm stopping seeing individual clients which is an undoing of my own identity and the story I tell myself about what a therapist is and who I am, right? And this, and a duty to the, to, to this work. And yet it was the, the first thing that was like, oh, that's heavy right now. And I've got so many other heavies. I'm, I'm not, not that I'm not sure, but I know I can't hold it all right now. And that's really hard to say. So that was a big change that I, that I needed to make, even if I wasn't totally ready for it. And then like the little changes, like the little changes of, and I need to wake up a little earlier so I'm not met with the day running away in front of me. Get in the pool easy. I don't need to make a giant, a bunch of giant changes and turn this thing around real fast. I need to go with ease, conscious ease. I need to be gentle with myself. I need to reorient. I need to figure out where I'm at on this land I need to understand what, you know, this new season of my life is asking of me and be open and ready to not have to struggle against the current, but to be able to go with it. 
and to get out when I need to, to walk up the beach and start again. And so that's where I'm at in my learning right now. That's where I'm at in my pace and my rhythm is um, observing the conditions of my life, observing how big the waves are and what the current's doing and what the water temp is, what my three kids need, what my husband's schedule is going to be like, what kind of work I have capacity for and don't have capacity for, and uh, what do I want to do, and how do I, what kind of boundaries are required for that, what kind of friendships, what kind of um, things and people, and, and what are the conditions, right? And I'm watching it. Because to not watch it would be dangerous. To not watch it would be reckless. To not know and just to jump in would um, be pretty foolish. And so I want to know. And I want you to know. I want you to look. And I want you to be safe. And I want you to understand uh, the ocean or your life um, or your subconscious or your patterning or your fears or the big changes you need to make and to look at the conditions, to learn to really see the conditions of your life, not, not as judgment. We don't look at the ocean and say, those are bad waves. This is bad. <laughs> Stop. Or mm, this isn't, this is whatever. We don't, we don't ju- judge nature and not like that, right? So there's a sense of how do we observe our own life? The quality of our life, the quality of our experience as humans, whether that's in a professional capacity, a personal capacity, a romantic capacity, a spiritual capacity, an intellectual capacity, pick one, right? Pick a, pick a sphere of our being. What are the conditions and how can I be in compassionate adjustment to them in real time? This is real life. This isn't a fixed program of if I do this, then this. That's, oh man, wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> but it wouldn't be alive. So I'm catching myself. I'm getting out. I'm going to walk up the beach. And I'm going to continue to attune myself to the conditions of now. So I hope and I'm curious about what this type of conversation or episode does for you. Um, you are as always welcome to email me or to direct message me on Instagram. Um, I'd love to know the intersection of our paths or where you disagree, where you're like, no, it's this or it's that. Isn't It would be such a treat to learn from you too and to understand how you see it. Um, because this is just how I see it, right? And that's just one way. And there's so many beautiful ways in which we understand uh, the human experience and the ways towards back in towards ourself. So my email, hello at elisesnipes.com. Email me for anything. Um, on that front, on the .com front, um, I'm working on really understanding what I want to engage in. Because I've not because I can, but because it's life, right? Any Ted Lasso fans out there? Football is life. <laughs> I feel that way for certain things in my career where I'm like, I can't give that up. The group experience, weekends, retreats, the kind of things where I'm like, this is a must. This is a must, must, must. And so I am, I am very like, oh, like with all my eyes open, watching the calendar, watching what needs to happen next and when. And so 
you can ask me about that too, or we can, we can, we'll update with dates and all those good things, but just know that there will be new things coming and maybe things I don't even totally know yet, but ways for, for people who are interested in working together, um, to do group work online. So that way, um, I get to kind of change the ratio a bit from one to one to one to many and being able to really play with that sense of, um, where people are in real time. So if you're interested in that, please also email me and or check out my website or whatever, all those things. Okay. This is the point where I set to you free back into the rhythm and pattern of your own life. May you open your eyes to the conditions of what is so you can have some choosing in what will be. Cheers.